0: We don't go to a doctor and say hey if if you can diagnose me if you can even check my heart rate or my blood pressure we know that they're able we know their authority we know their education when we walk into a doctor's office we ask the questions that we know they're well equipped to answer in the same way we need to do that with god god this water is podcast where we share the truth of the gospel and God's heart for you. I'm your host, Lauren, and guys, I'm so excited to be back today. If you've been following along, you know that we are in the middle of a series called Drawing Near to God. This is episode three. It has been nice because when we started this series, we were able to film our first two episodes and I got a little bit of a break from weekly filming, which was nice, but I am rejuvenated and ready to go. So today we're gonna to be talking about prayer and why it is so crucial um, to help you draw near to God. And I really, what I really wanna to highlight today is that there is a right and wrong way to pray in order to make prayer effectively. But before we dive into the teaching, as always, if it is a blessing to you, please like and subscribe to this video if you aren't subscribed already. And if it can be a blessing to someone you know, please share. Um, Every time you guys share the video, you help us get God's word and his truth out in front of his children and the people who need to hear it most. And as always, if you need prayer, please drop your prayer request in the comment section below. If it is more private prayer or you don't feel comfortable putting it in the comment section, our email will be linked in the description. Feel free to email us and we will stand with you in prayer. All right, so prayer. That's what we're talking about today. And I know some people, when you're looking at how do I deepen my relationship with God, getting in the word and prayer is maybe not the thing you want to hear, but prayer is our communication with God. It's our direct line to hear from Him and to speak to Him. So, We're going to have that conversation. If you look at any strong and healthy relationship in your life, is probably founded on strong and good communication. So when I think about my relationship with Tim, we talk all throughout the day, but having individual time set aside for him and I to talk, it's so important. It allows us an opportunity to really discuss important things or things we can't just discuss on the fly. And so in the same way, in a worldly perspective and the importance of communication um, in our horizontal relationships, it's so much more important in our vertical relationship with God. It's also important to realize that prayer is really powerful. I want to start with reading scripture in James 5, verse 13 through 18. So let's go ahead and go over James 5, verse 13. This passage is called the power of prayer. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops." What I love about this passage is it, it starts to outline the different ways we should go to God in prayer. So the passage shows us that when we're facing trials or hardships, we should pray. But it also outlines, are any of you happy? You should sing praises. I love that because it's important to realize when we give thanks, when we sing worship, when we are obedient, when we're just joyful towards God, that is a form of prayer. And I don't think many of us realize that, that that giving thanks to God is prayer. It, It is a form of prayer for us. We should also pray if anyone is sick. We should pray prayers of healing and pray that in faith, offer those prayers in faith, which we'll talk about a little bit more later on in this teaching. What... I really think is important too is we should confess our sins so if we have sin, i mean we we're always you know fa- falling and we always make mistakes throughout our day acknowledge that to god be cleansed and purified accepting what he's he did at the cross but we're also called to pray for each other so prayer is not just asking what we want and having our needs met but it's also lifting our brothers and sisters in christ up So those are some of the reasons we should be praying. And if you start to look at this, this starts to paint the picture of prayer as a lifestyle. And with prayer as a lifestyle, it's really important to know that there is things and ways we can pray that can affect our prayer. It can make our prayer effective or ineffective. So today, I hope I can motivate you to really dive deeper into your prayer life and equip you with guidance on on how to pray effectively. So I wanna start with some of the wrong ways to pray. And we're gonna go over to Matthew Matthew 6, verse five. Let me get there. And this is the Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray. It's the Lord's Prayer. So I think we're all very familiar with this. But Matthew 5 says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. I'm gonna stop there. So my first bullet point on wrong ways to pray is don't pray publicly. Prayer is a private communication. It is our private conversation with God. And what 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 the hypocrites did is they were praying publicly for praise. They wanted to have these showy prayers that sounded good and sounded knowledgeable, seeking pray they were seeking praises from other men. So it's important that we make prayer private and we're not trying to show off and go and trying to pray when we pray in churches or in Bible groups, praying with a heart posture that is seeking praise. I, I don't think, I don't think a lot of us do that, but it is something to be mindful. It, our heart posture in prayer, our heart posture in our walk with God is so important. But this passage all also highlights don't aimlessly talk. So in our prayer, God knows what we need. He He knows everything. He's all knowing. He sees our needs. We can approach him then in confidence and knowing that he already knows, but it's important to realize prayer is for us. Prayer anchors us into his truth. It asks it allows us the opportunity to hear from him and receive his guidance and his provision. So rather than babbling on and on or praying in a way of hopelessness, approach him in boldness, which leads me to my next bullet point. Um, don't pray in ignorance. We need to know who God is. Mark, I'm going to take us over to Mark 9, verse 21 through 23. But our God is good and we need to approach him with that authority of knowing who he is. So we're going to start halfway through this story, but this is the story of the dad who brings his son to Jesus. His son is demon possessed and is thrown into convulsions and seizures all the time. But we're starting with verse 21 and it says, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. So right there we see, the father brings his son for healing. He brings the son to have this demon cast out by Jesus. But then when he asks, he asks in a way of, oh, if, if you can, if you're able. And how often do we actually pray with that? Pray like that. We need to know God's will and who he is. He wants to heal us. He has a plan to prosper us. He has provision for us. You know, in a worldly perspective or a scenario that is more relatable, We don't go to a doctor and say, hey, if if you can diagnose me, if you can even check my heart rate or my blood pressure, we know that they're able. We know their authority. We know their education. When we walk into a doctor's office, we ask the questions that we know they're well-equipped to answer. In the same way, we need to do that with God. We know his will because it is in his word, so I encourage you Get in His Word, know who He is, and begin to approach Him with the belief that He can do all things. So don't pray in ignorance. The next the wrong way to pray is don't forget to listen. So, all throughout, well, there is gospel and scripture, we're called to be still and listen to God. Again, prayer is communication, so it's a two-way road. If I called you to coffee and we sat and I talked for the whole hour and a half, got up and left, that wasn't a very fruitful conversation. That that conversation maybe did everything for me. It made me feel good because I could just air out everything I wanted to say. But I, I wasn't able to receive from you. I wasn't able to receive what was on your heart, identify maybe areas I could help you in the same way, God wants to speak to us. He always, he's, he's eager to speak to us and he has provision. He has things he wants to tell us. He has a heart. He, he wants to share that heart with us. So we need to take time to stop babbling and to actually listen to him. Now, I want to start to show you guys the right ways to pray because these are things that I began to implement in my prayer life because I, I realized I wasn't listening and taking time to listen. I also realized that I was praying to God in ignorance, but When I started to shift and change how I approached prayer, I really saw a huge shift in experiencing Him, hearing from Him, and almost having a partnership and and a deeper level of fellowship with Him. So the first thing that we need to do in prayer is start with thanksgiving. He is a king worthy of being adorned. Now, I'm very visual, so I always create these visuals in my head, but I think of God sitting on a throne, and when we pray, we're walking into his throne room. Now, I wouldn't not if I could see him physically, I wouldn't be barging in there making my requests, "Hey, I need you to do this. Hey, this is going wrong. Fix this person. Can you do this? I need guidance here. I need provision here." No, I would walk into that throne room and I would probably fall on the on the floor thanking him, thanking him for his mercy. Thank you for his grace and his provision and his promises that he's poured out over my life. So it is very important that we adorn him at the beginning of our prayers. Secondly, it's important to know who God is. So again, going back to this passage passage in Mark 9, verse 23, Jesus says, "'What do you mean if I can?' Jesus asked. "'Anything is possible if a person believes.'" Anything is possible. There is nothing impossible for God. He can make, he can do all things. And what we saw in the passage, James 5, 13 through 18, Elijah prayed earnestly, knowing that God was all powerful. He prayed for rain to stop and rain stopped for three and a half years. That is our God. That is the God that Elijah prayed to is the same God we get to pray to. So that should empower you to walk, in boldness before him and pray bold prayers. And I I really want to challenge you guys to begin to pray those bold prayers. And this passage also says at the end, anything is possible if a person believes. So that word believes starts to segue into my next right way to pray. But we need to pray with belief. There all throughout scripture, it is painted for us. Believe you have received. We need to believe God is who he says he is. And in in that belief, his word, his truth takes root in our heart and it begins to manifest all throughout our life. So what I want to do is go to Mark 11 verse 24, which kind of supports that little passage of Jesus speaking to the dad. But Mark 11... Actually, okay, Mark 11, verse 23. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that, you have, that you've received it, it will be yours. So there we're seeing again, Jesus telling us, all things are possible. You can pray to a mountain and that mountain will move. So there are mountains in our life and we need to start walking in our authority, praying with authority that God is all powerful and whatever trial we're facing, he can move that trial. Now, I will say there are times in prayer, we're asking for something and maybe our answer isn't, we're provided an answer, but our answer isn't provided in a way that we thought was right and that's where trusting God and knowing that his will is good pure and perfect is important God works all things out for his God works all things out for our good and his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours there are there are times he's given me an answer to a prayer and it's not what I wanted But again, that's kind of selfish. That's not what I wanted rather than his will. And he provided answers and he provided ways that blew me out of the water because they were even, they turned out even better than what I would have done. And so pray with belief. God can move your mountain. Whatever trial you're facing, whatever situation that you are in that seems hopeless. Anchor into God, knowing that he can move mountains and throw them into the sea. But what it also says here is to pray having no doubt in your heart. So how do we have no doubt in our heart, especially when things seem hopeless? I want to encourage you, and that's my next point of a right way to pray is unceasing prayer. Now, it doesn't mean you're locked up in your closet for 24-7 Obviously we have life to live. we can't do that. But if there is a situation in your life that is hard and maybe seems hopeless, continue taking it in prayer. Take it in prayer and thanksgiving, knowing that God works all things out for good. And as you begin to do that, as you take that challenging situation, to God continuously. It's not for him. It's not begging him to do something about the situation because he will. The moment you prayed and requested, he's already sent an answer. So your answer is on the way. But by unceasing prayer, it actually leaves little to no room for doubt to be placed in your heart and take root in your heart from the enemy. Sure, you may have doubts that come and you may have moments where you feel weak in the spirit but his strength is made perfect in our weakness and through unceasing prayer we will rise up in his strength which is so powerful and so much more than what we have in our physical bodies and it and it gives no foothold to the enemy no foothold there Doubt will not take root in your heart when we are in, un- in unceasing prayer, which is why that is so, so important. Now, the my final reason or the final right way to pray, I guess, is to listen earnestly. So the definition of earnest is with, with sincere and intense conviction, seriously. We need to make time to be quiet and be still before God, Psalms 37 7 says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. When we are in prayer, we are in the presence of the Lord. Of course, we're always in the presence of God, but when it's just you and him in your prayer closet or in your bedroom on your knees praying, he is right there with you eagerly and intently listening to you. In the same way, we need to take Five minutes to just stop and listen, to be still and know he is there. He's trying to speak to you. And if you do that, I can assure you, I found for myself, uh, what I would do is I, what I do now is I go through my prayers and I stop and I, I give five, 10 minutes to just ask God like, Lord, what is on your heart? What do you want to tell me? What areas of my life do I need to maybe surrender to you? Do I need to maybe step up in more boldness and authority? Show me what's on your heart, and I'll just sit. And I'll sit there and I'll listen with my eyes closed. And sometimes, and a lot of times, there's scripture that's quickened to me, and there's something that's quickened to me, and it maybe speaks to something I was praying about, or it's a scripture that. I'm unsure how maybe it applies to my situation, but I just meditate on it. And as I meditate on that word God gave me, later on throughout the day, or maybe later on throughout my week, the puzzles start to come together and I go, oh, that's why you gave me that word that empowered me to handle this situation in a godly manner, that's guiding my direction to this. Um, so listening to God's so important. And as you begin to do that, you will hear from him. Now, as we start to wrap things up, I want to touch on, we now know the right ways to pray and the right things to do in our prayer, but there are two forms of prayer. There is formal prayer, which we saw in Matthew 6, 5, and that is the going away into a private space and having that intimate one-on-one time with him. Now, this is important and if this is an important way to pray, not only because Jesus told us that's how we should pray, but he also modeled that. So throughout his ministry, we saw he often went away and prayed. And he wasn't just talking the whole time he was praying. He, he was talking to God, but he was also listening and receiving, receiving provision, being strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And so that one-on-one time is crucial. And I think... I think pictures and illustrations are really good for all of us and help us. But I think of a marriage relationship. And so when you're married, you talk to your spouse all throughout the day. Yeah, you talk to your spouse all throughout the day. And that's great. But that one-on-one time being just you two, being able to talk about finances or talk about how maybe your behaviors are affecting your spouse or maybe aren't affecting your spouse Having that one-on-one quiet time to just talk with Tim and I is so vital to our relationship. When we do that and we're intentional to have that one-on-one time, it really begins to deepen our intimacy and deepen our friendship and our trust in the same way that happens in our relationship with God. Now, the second form of prayer is prayer as a lifestyle, So we need to learn how to pray all throughout our day. It's something that should become a habit. Singing praises to God, which we saw in James 5, um, 13 through 18, if you would like to reference. Singing praises to God, giving thanks throughout our day is a form of prayer. So get in the practice of saying, you know what, thank you, God, that I was able to wake up early and have coffee before the kids woke up thank you God for this food that's nourishing my body Tim and I all throughout the day are giving thanksgiving and that is our our way of just being in communion with God so how do we begin to approach God casually all throughout the day well my best tip is finding mundane tasks where you can pray I think I've shared this in one of my other teachings, but I use some of the household chores, washing dishes, folding laundry, um, vacuuming. Those are some of my favorite chores now because that's been my time to just kind of casually talk to God. If we can begin to do that, you know, God is with us always. But that really begins to, for us, increase our awareness. Wow, God is always here. He, he's right next to me. I'm I'm washing the dishes and he's here. He's here, he's all around me, He's providing, He's providing provision, protection, and I can just soak in His goodness while I'm doing these tasks. If you can begin to do that, I will tell you this will be transformative to your prayer life. It, it has been for me. I know I know firsthand it has been for Tim as well. Um, casual prayer and prayers, the lifestyle is just fantastic so i I can't say enough good things about learning how to talk to him all throughout the day it will keep you anchored into truth and you will really actually start to see too that the ebbs and flows of our emotions become less because we're consistently turning to god and acknowledging him and he's consistently speaking back to us and there's scripture that starts to it's just an ongoing conversation that you can begin to have all throughout your day So that kind of wraps up our teaching for today. I hope that it was a blessing to you and that you learned something new and maybe something that you can apply to how you've been praying. Maybe you can start to evaluate how you have been praying and you'll realize that there are things you were doing that were causing your prayers to be ineffective or wrong ways you were praying. And maybe you can begin to implement some of these right ways to pray. So remember, the right ways for us to pray is to start with thanksgiving. He is our God, worthy of being adorned. Also, while you pray, know He is good. He is good. His will for us is good. His plans for us are higher than ours. And pray with belief anchor into the truth of God. All things are possible from all things are possible for him. There's not one thing that he can't do. And maybe the answer to our prayer isn't the way we would like it, but I can assure you it's probably even better than than what you could have dreamt up or what you, the answer you were actually seeking. And also and the last most important tip is listen to him earnestly start listening to him in your prayer, set aside aside time, maybe you even do what I do and set aside time to only listen to him and ask him, God, speak to me. I'm going to spend this next five, 10 minutes just listening to you. And I can assure you, he's going to meet you there. He's going to speak to you. If you can begin to effectively pray and seek him all throughout your day, you will draw nearer to him. So I hope again that the teaching was a blessing to you and I look forward to seeing you guys in the next lesson.